amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Podcast here featuring allhabs.net. My name is Chris G. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980, and we'll be with you here for the next 60 minutes. It's the final day in the regular season in the NHL. All 30 teams in action today, and boy, is that great because there's still a lot of playoff implications involved in both conferences, Eastern and Western. Some teams still fighting for a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, and a lot of positioning matchups uh, still remain to be settled for the start of the playoffs, which will be on Wednesday, April 15th. Canadians facing the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern start, a game that could be seen coast-to-coast on the CBC. And, well, Canadians, Leafs, Saturday night, last game of the regular season. You can't ask anything more. But Bob Cole will be handling the play-by-play of uh, of that game tonight in the Toronto TR Canada Centre. Some news and notes for that game. Canadians had an optional practice this morning. So the news that we do know, because the Canadians did release some information, well, we've known that Carey Price will be the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. And he'll be facing the uh, Toronto, uh, uh, Jonathan Bernier, excuse me, from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Max Pacioretty, he won't be in the lineup tonight. He was in Brossard this morning. And in fact, he was on the ice. He skated alone this morning in Brossard for 30 minutes. So we'll talk about that later on today's episode. And another confirmed uh, news is that uh, Tom Gilbert, 
who participated in this morning's optional practice will not be in a lineup. Craig Patterin will take his spot for a second consecutive game. So we're going to touch upon the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs later on today's episode. And, well, we won't give much our time to the Toronto Maple Leafs because, honestly, for the season that they've had, they uh, don't uh, deserve it. In terms of games played by the Montreal Canadiens, it was a quiet week, only two games played. But, boy, was there a lot of news surrounding those two games. And, well, let's get it started. It started off when the Canadians faced the Florida Panthers on Easter Sunday. Great chance for Florida there to take the lead. Subban after it now. He's on his own. Looks for help. The Gallagher scores! And that was the game-winning goal that was scored by Brendan Gallagher, his 24th of the season to give the Montreal Canadiens a 4-1 win over the Florida Panthers. And, in fact, that game was a 200th career win for uh, for Michel, Michel Terrier, and it was also his 400th game. Uh, obviously, both those uh, numbers are with, uh, with the Montreal Canadiens only and does not include numbers with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, well, it was in this game that uh, Canadians forward, the top scorer, Max Pacioretty, was injured, but we're going to talk about that in just a, a couple of moments. The Canadians, after that game, came back home, had a couple of days off, and faced the Detroit Red Wings on uh, Thursday night. But just as calm when playing the puck. Superman, the line, And that was Andre Markov scoring his 10th goal of the season against the Detroit Red Wings. It was the sixth time in his career that he's reached the 10-goal uh, plateau. Last time he did it was in 2012-2013. Canadians, 4-3 winners in overtime over the Detroit Red Wings. And well, the Canadians scored a tying goal on the power play. Canadians were already 5-on-4. And then, well, there was a player who touched the puck, Brendan Smith from Detroit Red Wings. The puck was still in play. He stuck out his glove, and he knocked it out of play. And, well, the in the beginning, there, was, there wasn't there was going to be a penalty called. But then, P.K. Subban, he was insisting with, uh, with the referees. The crowd at the Bell Center wasn't happy about it as well. And let's hear P.K. Subban on how that conversation went with the officials. Saw that it, it, you know, that, like I said, the puck wasn't in the bench yet, so I thought I'd make it a point to point it out to the referees. Um, after about the fifth time of me telling them, look at the replay, they told me to shut up and they'd, <laughs> they'd talk about it, so uh, I kept my mouth shut then. And while it's probably not the first and probably not the last time that somebody's going to tell P.K. Subban to, uh, to shut up, as, uh, but it paid off in uh, this case because it did extend the Canadiens' power play and that's how they ended up scoring the tying goal to push the game into uh, overtime. So following those two games, Canadians have played a total of 81 games this season. They have a record of 49, 22, and 10. 108 points. That places them first place in the Atlantic Division. The Tampa Bay Lightning are two points behind them. Lightning as, as well are playing tonight. So first place is up for grabs because the Lightning do have the uh, tiebreaker advantage over the Canadians. So the Canadians need to get at least one point against uh, the Leafs to secure first place in the Atlantic Division. And in the conference, well, depending on tonight's outcome, Canadians will finish either second or third. Right now they are second behind the New York Rangers, who earlier this week clinched the uh, President's Trophy. And, well, in the NHL, Canadians are second place. Only behind the New York Rangers, the Ducks are behind the, the, the Canadians. If the Ducks win tonight, well, so there's a possibility the Canadians actually finish second place overall in the NHL. So that's, that's pretty impressive for the Montreal Canadiens. So in terms of the playoff implications, like I mentioned, the Canadians would clinch Atlantic Division if they get at least one point against the Leafs tonight or if the Lightning lose to the Bruins in any fashion. So it's, um, 
it's going to go all the way down to the wire. So our question of the day, Canadians that can face four teams in the round one of the playoffs could be against the Red Wings, the Senators, the Penguins, or the Bruins in the first round. So what is the most and least favorable matchup for the Montreal Canadiens? You can let us know on Twitter, at Tabs360 is a way to reach us. And you can also give us a toll-free call. The phone lines will be open for the entire episode today. one 4945 And you can also go to our Block Talk radio chat room and leave us your comments. Joining me today, my co-host, Twitter handle is at Peter Galanos. Peter G, are you excited for uh, tonight's uh, last night in the NHL? Well, definitely. I just can't wait to see uh, where the Habs are going to finish in the standings and who their first-round opponent will be. Yeah, we're looking forward. So we'll know that at the end of uh, tonight's action in uh, in the NHL. Well, um, Max met her doctor today. With uh, met Dr. Vincent Lacroix. He won't play the next two games. Will be evaluated uh, next week. It's a upper body injury. And uh, we'll go from there uh, regarding next week. Well, we know we know what we know exactly what he what he got, and there's um, we have to protect the players, and, and that's our most important thing for us. And there's things that uh, uh, we can't tell, so uh, we're a week away from the playoffs. And uh, and for us, uh, there's a possibility that Max play next week, and uh, we we'll we'll know more next week. But uh, uh, for us, safety of the players is very important, and uh, it's a like I said, it's an upper body injury, and we'll see for next week. So that was uh, Mitchell Terry speaking before the game against the Detroit uh, Red Wings. So Max Pacioretty is out. For at least the last two games of regular season with an upper body injury, we don't know for a fact uh, what the injury is. And he's played 165 consecutive games. That was a streak that got uh, snapped when he missed a game against the um, against the Red Wings. And that includes playoffs games as well. And maybe, Peter, a couple of stats before we get your thoughts on this trade. Uh, this season... Pacioretty scored 37 goals out of 217, which means it's 17% of the Canadians' goals. And he's gotten, he's been part of in 31% of the Canadians' goals, so that's 67 points out of 217. And even that, I'm including those eight goals that the Canadians scored without him. So it's you could argue that it's actually a higher percentage than, than that. And he has 302 shots. This season, he's uh, third in the NHL behind Alexander Ovechkin and um, and uh, Nash from the New York Rangers. And in fact, 302 shots is the most shot in a season by a Canadian player since Guy Lafleur. He got 323 uh, shots in 1979-1980. So that's quite impressive as well. And Peter. Uh, what do you think this loss of Pacioretty means uh, to the Montreal Canadiens? Oh, it's huge. I mean, uh, if he's not there, uh, you know, I'm thinking long term now, first round, second round, past the first round. I think the Canadians are a good enough team to beat anybody in the first round without him. But uh, second round and on, if Pacioretty's not there, uh, the Canadians are in big trouble uh, and, and hopefully that he'll make his return uh, before that. Yeah, and it looks like he, where we, we, if you if you watch the replay of what happened, I think it's pretty obvious that it was a concussion is what he suffered in the game against the Florida Panthers. But we did hear uh, that, and it was confirmed by the Canadians that Max Patry did skate alone on um, on the ice this morning in, in Brossard. So it's a huge loss. But at the same time, Peter, that was about that the Canadians have to take in terms of short-term and long-term needs? Like, do they push him to come back in the first round or is some part of time and, uh, before they bring him in? Look at an example at Paranto, who missed a couple of games, came back, 
played one or two games. Then he, he left again. So it was because he came back uh, too soon. So what I think is that, that balance that the Canadians uh, need to find. They're not going to rush him back. Uh, he has, they have, he's the most important forward on this team. And uh, they're not going to rush him back just for a series or two. I mean, uh, for, for a game or two. I don't want to say that they're not taking these stuff seriously, but uh, from the moves that I saw Morgan pull at the trade line, he's not really pushing for a Stanley Cup uh, run this season, uh, this spring, and uh, I think it's more. I think if I look at it from the organization's point of view, I think it's more important for it's already long term to be okay. So I think they're just gonna really take their time make sure that he's 100% before he comes back. Yeah, and I agree that that should be the approach that they should take with uh, with Patrick But I look at it, example to last season, he did find by the NHL because uh, Dale Weiss didn't follow the concussion protocol. And well, Canadians rushed the back. So then I'm thinking, well, if they rush a third line or fourth liner, they might rush the first liner, Max Pacioretty, coming back. But I do think that the uh, that they do is to make sure Pacioretty is 100% before before coming back. And the loss of Max Pacioretty is big for the Montreal Canadiens. And even in the last couple of episodes, we, we were both, the Peter, we were looking past the front for the Canadians. We kept saying what happened with Pace, would be lightning, etc. I think the loss... Of Max Pacioretty, if he doesn't come back in the first round, out of the Canadians winning in the first round, it becomes the same thing like uh, like we were assuming that it was. It'll be uh, it'll be something the Canadians will, will have to fight a bit more to uh, put. It is an opportunity for uh, um, for other players to uh, uh, pick it up. And 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 Patch uh, has got a really important role with us. Quality high time, you know, not only offensively but defensively as well. Getting penalties, he's there at the end of the game. If we, even if we're leading by one goal, uh, but you know what? We react the right way last game. We lost Patch early in the game, and the guys react the right way. We're capable to generate a scoring chance and end up scoring four goals. So this is something that uh, um, we got to make sure we're going to focus on. And keep playing the same way that we're supposed to play, and there's going to be other guys going to have opportunity to show what they're capable to do. And well, we're there with the coach Terry talking about um, the team as a committee have to step up to replace uh, Max Pacioretty. And just going back, we 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 know that Max Pacioretty skated alone today in Brossard, game number one. Uh, should be either Wednesday or Thursday. We've heard rumblings that will probably be on Wednesday of, of next week. So there's still a couple of days left. And Peter, like, I know we were talking about what the Canadians should do. And we've also known from the past that uh, Max Pacioretty historically has recovered very quickly from uh, from injuries. Uh, do you see any chance that Max Pacioretty plays in, uh, in game one of the uh, first round? I do because the Montreal Canadiens are being very quiet on this situation. We really don't know what's going on. Is it a concussion? Is it uh, something else? We have no idea. Nobody's talking. Michel Therrien is not talking. Nobody's talking. Nobody sent an official message. All they've said is, in regards to Max Pacioretty, is that he's not going to play the last two games of the season, and that's it. So is he going to be in the lineup in game one and round one? I'd be really not... I'd be... Not surprised at all, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if he is. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm taking his spot. I think, um, you know, the lines change a lot, and um, we're gonna have to pick up the slack uh, all together here. Um, there's, I don't think there's a guy in this room ca- that can, you know, just just replace him by himself. So it's it's everybody working together. Well, you lose a guy like that. Um, you know, he, he's our best skater. Uh, he's our, our, you know, our top player. He scores a lot of goals for us. Um, you know, you can't replace a guy like that, so uh, we're going to have to find a way. Of course, if, uh, if you look at it that way, he scores 37, 37 goals, I'm pretty sure. And it's 
that's a lot, and uh, I think that's why like then the thirteen more than the second guys. But uh, I mean, we're all trying to go out there, and we're all trying to be more offensive and create chances. But uh, there obviously is a big leader of the team, uh, which leads us in goal and top scorer, and uh, it's like I mean, Pricey goes out there and uh, stutters in the head, and uh, everyone is a leader, and they just gotta play their best. So we heard an order from uh, Devante Smith-Pelly, from Dale Weiss, Al Kilchenyuk. That was part of the game against the Detroit Red Wings. And I think we're all in agreement that there's not uh, one player that could replace uh, Max Pacioretty and what he brings to the team. And the most obvious contribution that he brings is the 37 goals that he that he scored so far this season. And while we won't talk to Peter about the fact that Canines didn't acquire top six forward, a trade deadline, which especially now probably would have been a little bit more helpful, and and actually Peter probably would have put in also less stress in uh, trying to bring Patretti back right now for for uh, round one. Definitely, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, who who's gonna score up front right now? <laughs> I mean, okay, Gallagher might score a bit, Galchenyuk maybe, Plekanec, but you know. Uh, past the first round, if you're facing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round, they're the top team in the NHL for in goal scored. So there's no way they're gonna, you know. I don't want to get too far ahead. We're still looking at round one, but uh, long term, it's not looking good if Pacioretty's not in the lineup. I don't think that's where your focus can be. Um, I think we're we have to be focused on executing a game plan. I think it's it's part of sports. You're going to be without guys for, for parts of your season. and uh, For us right now, it comes at a tough time, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for guys to step up and for guys to uh, take on that responsibility that uh, Max has had and, and done a very good job of every single game this season. No one's not going to be easy. It's going to be a challenge, but uh, I think the guys in this room are up for that. I don't think there's one certain person. I think it's, um, you know, I think it's uh, everybody. It's as, uh, as a collective group, um, you know, stepping up and and just uh, making sure we could play a good team game. Um, you know, you're not, no one's really. You're not trying to replace you know, Patch. You're just trying to, to um, you know, fill that void and, and do everybody do their part. So that was uh, Brendan Gallagher and Bradley Prust, as well speaking of the Canadians, have to step up as a committee to replace uh, Max Pacioretty, and. Peter, he asked a uh, well, Peter asked a question, and well, we could pass that on to our listeners as well. Who do you think will do the scoring for the Montreal Canadiens now that uh, Max Pacioretty is out? And you can also let us know about our question of the day, which is who are the most favor- most and least favorable opponents for the Montreal Canadiens in the first round? Is it the Red Wings? Is it the Senators? The Penguins? Or the Boston Bruins? So we're going to talk about that later on today's episode. But coming up next, what would the Canadians' lines look like if we were the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens and tonight we're at Game 1 of the playoffs? This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked-out hockey cave or family. Well, don't just show your friends. Show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entry, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, Search Habs360 on allhabs.net or on iTunes for the archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. 
360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM has proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundation, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. He's traveling uh, with us today. He's going to meet the doctor, and uh, we'll go from there. He must have seen the doctor already. Though, yeah? must have. Uh, no, he have not seen her doctor yet. He hasn't seen the doctor here? Her doctor here, yes, but not her doctor. Okay. You, you're expecting a different diagnosis from your doctor than the one here? Well, uh, you know what? I communicate with my doctor. I don't communicate with other doctors. Okay. okay? All right, welcome back. I'm Chris G at Chris G1980, along with Peter at Peter Galanos, and I think that was a quite uh, an entertaining exchange between uh, Michel Terrier and uh, Patrick of the Montreal Gazette. And it's not the first time these guys have uh, this sort of uh, relationship when it comes uh, back and forth. And even if you actually listen to that press conference uh, later on, Michel Terrier tells Paheki that I know you're concerned about the power play and <laughs> Paheki Stalgum is like, no, like uh, I'm doing it for you guys. And uh, But it's fun. It's it's entertaining between uh, these two uh, gentlemen. But i got to give credit to Paheki. What Michel Terrier was saying didn't uh, make sense that Patretti hadn't seen the doctor after two days. And I think it was a great job by Paheki on uh, pushing him a little bit more to get um, to get some more information from uh, from the head coach. So the Canadians tonight facing the Toronto Maple Leafs, seven o'clock starts on uh, CBC. So let's take a look at the current forward lines of the Montreal Canadiens. Tonight will be a line of Galchenyuk, Plekanec, and Gallagher. Pierre Paranto will play with David Dernay and Devante Smith Pelly on uh, line two. The third line will be Jacob De La Rose with Lars Zeller and Dale Weiss. And the fourth line is uh, Brandon Prest with uh, Brian Mitchell. Tori. Uh, sorry, Tori Mitchell and Brian Flint. I, uh, I confuse the two newbies. I'm still getting to know them, but by the time I get to know them, they'll probably be with a new team <laughs> next, uh, next season. So if the Canadians started game one of, uh, of the playoffs tonight, and assuming that Max Patrick wouldn't be in the lineup. If I look at the lineups, and the one change that I would that I would make, actually there's a couple of changes I would make. Don't laugh at me, Peter, but I'd bring up Dale Weiss in the first line. I'd play him with uh, Galchenyuk and uh, Thomas Plekanec. Then I'd bump uh, Gallagher to the second line with Dernan Paranto. And then I'd bump down Devante Smith-Pelly from the second line down to uh, the fourth line. And then Brandon Press would be in the third line with uh, Jacob De La Rose and Lars Zeller. And just another note that I want to add is uh, I know that Gelchenyuk, he's the Canadian's future number one center, but uh, I don't think at game one of the playoffs would be the time now to uh, to move him. I don't think the Canadians are in such a desperate situation where they need to... Um, to try different things. So for that reason, I'm just leaving him on uh, on the on the left wing. But I agree that that um, probably even as of next season, from game one, he should be the Canadiens' uh, centerman. So Peter Nuren, like, uh, how do you like the coach's current uh, current lines? Well, I think if whatever, I don't I don't know if that's going to be really the uh, starting lineup in game one of the first round. Uh, my my concern a bit is uh, 
uh, Manny Maholtra. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty important uh, face-off uh, player for the Montreal Canadiens, and I think that in the playoffs you need, you know, without necessarily playing him 15-20 minutes a game. I mean, uh, just to have him as a specialist, I think I think these are the kind of guys that have key roles in a game that. Uh, unsung heroes that uh, nobody pays too much attention to that could that you can use and have as key face-off to win key face-offs and um, to have them there and I'm surprised that uh, unless they're resting him and but well, I don't know what the role will be for for Malhotra if he is going to be considered Uh, as a starter in the first round, he he's been resting for uh, most of the second half of the the season, and I was debating when with uh, when I was looking at these lines between Flynn and Mahotra. The reason why I I decided to leave Mahotra out is for a couple of reasons. Uh, the last couple of games, Mitchell and Flynn together on the fourth line have been playing well together. They've gotten some good scoring opportunities. And in regards to the face-off circle, I'm looking at uh, Mitchell, and since he's been with the Montreal Canadiens, his uh, face-off percentage is, I'll tell you that in a second, it's 56.6%. And Manny Mahotra's is at 59.3%. So I consider those pretty similar. And Mitchell, at least in the last couple of games, has shown that he could bring a lot more uh, offensive than Manny Mahotra, and that's what sort of... Um, made me decide to go on the side of uh, leaving Manny Maholtra out and leaving Brian Flynn in. But that being said, I think uh, Flynn and Maholtra would be two guys that will probably be alternating in and out depending on uh, on how things go during uh, during the series. Kemper runs into Bollier, knocks him down, but the Canadians keep the puck in. Raymond Perry. Standing it around initial. P.A. Patterson strips it to Smith Kelly scores. It's good to get that one. Um, like I was saying before, I'm not really too focused about goals, assists, and stuff like that. But um, anytime you can contribute, it's it's uh, it's fun. I want to try that experience. Um, I like the way that he played in Jersey. I thought he was moving his feet a lot quicker. And uh, he was involved in the play, and that's why I, I tried his experience, and I was really pleased. And we heard there uh, Devo's first goal with Montreal Canadiens against the Florida Panthers. And we also heard the coach, Michel Terry, speaking about last Sunday, like in the game against the Florida Panthers, uh, Devante smith Pelly, who started off the game playing in the first line with Max Pacioretty and uh, Thomas Plekanec. And since then, he's been on the line with um, with uh, Pierre Parato and David Diagne. So he's getting uh, top six minutes. And I know, Peter, that you've had concerns with uh, Devante Smith-Pelly. Uh, and what are your thoughts on the coach giving him a shot on a top line? And as well, since Patrick has been injured, he's been getting time on the power play as well and on uh, in the penalty kills. No, I think it's uh I think it's a good thing. I mean, uh, they need him to um to get his confidence uh, going uh, as we near the playoffs. I mean, with one game left and uh I believe before that last game he only had like or is it he only has like I think two points since with the Habs. Is that possible? Uh, I think he's played almost 20 games now and uh it's not that we were expecting him to be a offensive threat, but I think on a on a good third line he could get that that goal sometimes that could get the difference and uh, in a close hockey game. So uh, and the fact that he played with uh, Dearnay and Parento, I think uh, I think it's a good thing, you know. But I think it it'll help his confidence. It's a one goal, one assist in 19 games for for Devante Smith Pelly, and what I like is last two games Canadians are assured of a playoff spot, so and home ice advantage for at least the first round. I think it's the time the Canadians to do some experimenting, 
especially on the power play where they, it's been a bust <laughs> the entire season. Give it a try. And the role that Smith Pelly has had on the power play is go in front of the goalie, cause a screen, which uh, they have Gallagher doing it on the first unit. So, and I think Devontae Smith fell in that kind of role. He has at least uh, the physique to do a better job than uh, than Brendan Gallagher for that role. Petrie trying to chip it away at the side of that cleared around, and Lars Eller is after it. Eller takes it for a skate, got it to center. Eller into the red wing zone. Petrie going to the net. Yeah, he competes. He competes a lot more. Uh, I'll say the, the the last few games, and he's got uh, he's got some chances. Uh, he's dependable both sides of the of the ice. Um, it was a well-deserved goal, you know, and um, even it was a probably a bad break for Detroit, but you know it was getting hard in neutral zone, and he certainly deserved to score that goal. That goal, and but Lars, it seems that this time of the year, this is where he is at his best. And we all remember him in the playoff last year. He was one of the good players that we got. One of the reasons why we got such good playoffs. And uh, it's 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 nice to see that he's playing with that same confidence. And the number one thing for him, you know, you know, he's got to compete, and this is what he's doing right now. So we heard there Lars Zeller scoring the overtime winner against the Detroit Red Wings on uh, Thursday Thursday night. And the the coach with his press con his post game press conference speaking about Lars Zeller and Lars Zeller I think since the trade deadline has probably been the best forwards of the Montreal Canadiens naturally probably behind uh, Max uh, Pacioretty has been consistent so I'm not sure if um, leading up to trade deadline maybe he had being traded on his mind and then once. That was out of the way. He was able to focus going back into hockey. And I think he's getting hot, uh, red right in time for the playoffs. And hopefully we'll see the same Lars Zeller that uh, Canadians had last year during the postseason. And I think it will be even more critical now that we're talking about a Max uh, Pacioretty injury. He's one of the players that definitely needs uh, to keep playing like he is and maybe even contribute a little bit more. On uh, when it comes into into scoring, and he, but he's not the only one. I think players like Alex Galchenyuk as well needs to start producing a little uh, more than he has to. And we saw Pierre Parato; he was he's getting a lot of chances in the last couple of games, so he needs to keep that uh, going going on uh, heading into round one of uh, the playoffs. I'm very, very proud of it, obviously, um, and I got to thank my teammates uh, for the way they've played all season long. Um, this isn't possible without those guys in front of me. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal, and we're really privileged to be part of that. And uh, this is an exceptional um, person, first of all, great leader, and uh, it's well deserved. And um, you could see the reaction from the players. Everyone's one who's involved in this hockey team, and I know all our, all our fans too. You know, we we were excited about uh, uh, that record. You know, it's it's phenomenal. So our Thursday night, Carey Price sets a new single season record for the Montreal Canadiens by collecting his 43rd win of the season. He beats a record that was established twice by Jacques Plante and uh, Ken Dryden. And Peter, there's been uh, discussion whether or not uh, for the 43 wins right now is easier to get because of the shootouts where there's no more ties where back in the days they did and do you think it should be a little asterisk next to uh, to the, his accomplishment this year uh, you know it's a it's a different kind of era and it's a different era and like you said you know back in the day uh, I mean, in Ken Dryden's era, I think they did have overtime 
But uh, you said Jack Plant too. I think in his era, maybe they didn't even have overtime. I'd have would have to check that and see. You know, so when the game would end in a tie, it would just end in a tie, no overtime. So does it deserve an asterisk? I think uh, I think it does. I mean, uh, personally, I believe that he hasn't officially broken the record, but you know, that's a question of uh, statistics and. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, even 43 wins, even in our year, I think it's pretty. It, it's impressive because not many goalies can get 43 wins in uh, when it comes to an 82 game schedule. And I understand the point of view where you know people might want to put uh, an asterisk besides his accomplishments from uh, from this season. But 43 wins, it's 43 wins. It's like different era, but doesn't matter. It's still impressive. I think people should be less focused on whether or not this deserves an asterisk and just focus on the great season that uh, that Carey Price is having for the Montreal Canadiens. I certainly believe he deserved the heart. He's the, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best player in the league right now. He's the player who's going to most impact on games. So uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned... Um, even if there's a lot of good players in this league and got good, some good season, but uh, Carey Price um, deserved that trophy. So there's a vote of confidence from Michel Therrien for Carey Price to get the, the Hart Trophy. And Peter, there was also a poll earlier this week that Bob McKenzie published on, uh, on tsn.ca where he polled uh, 20 coaches and just to explain the context, he asked them between Ovechkin and Carey Price. So I'm assuming uh, those are the two players that uh, Bob McKenzie is debating whether who to vote for, number one. Who is your heart trophy, Carey Price or Ovechkin? And 20 out of 20, it was a unanimous decision in the favor of, uh, of Carey Price. And I don't know if you agree with me, Peter. I think this pretty much uh, confirms that if the coaches are thinking this way, it's pretty sure that uh, Carey Price will probably end up being the winner of, uh, of the Hart Trophy. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if he doesn't win it. I mean, uh, with the season that he's had, uh, not just for the wins, but even leader in goals against average, leader in save percentage, uh, co-leader in the shutouts. I mean, this is like a dream season and uh, a dominating season on his behalf. And uh, I don't see how he doesn't win the trophy this year. Yeah, and it's a shame for somebody like uh, Alex Ovechkin, who scored over 50 goals. If he does it, that he might not get recognized when it comes to the Hart Trophy, but he'll get recognized via other other awards. I think it's also the perfect year for Carey Price to win it because uh, if you look at the scoring leaders in general, I mean, it's been a pretty low uh, scoring season uh amongst the leading scorers i mean uh and i think this just turns out to be perfect season for a goaltender to win the trophy and speaking of honors for carrie price well carrie price is the montreal canadian's most cup player of the year for 2014-2015 season he earned the honor for fifth consecutive season so ever since 2010-2011 he has been the winner and in fact this season, he was the Canadiens Player of the Month for every segment of the season. He finished ahead of uh, Max Pacioretty, Thomas Placanitz, Brendan Gallagher, and David Dernay. Those were your uh, top five in that race. So no surprise that if we're talking about Carey Price and the Hart Trophy, that he is the player of uh, of the of the team for uh, the season. So we're going to take a break here on uh, Habs. 360. But before that, Peter, why don't you tell us about a, our contest that we have with the Framework Sports Marketing? Yeah, well, the Habs 360 podcast is excited to provide a Habs fan with an opportunity to win an 8x10 autographed picture of Brendan Gallagher, and it's courtesy of Framework Sports Marketing. Framework is the largest distributor of autographed NHL memorabilia in the world and one of the largest distributors of sports memorabilia in North America. Here's how to enter. you got to follow Habs360 on Twitter. And prior to the next Canadiens road game, which is the final one of the season against Toronto tonight, 
All you have to do is tweet Habs360, your guess of the final score and name of the first Canadian's goal scorer. And if you guess them correctly, you win. It's as simple as that to enter the contest. And in case of multiple correct guesses, a tiebreaker will be determined from all the winners. For more information on Framework Sports Marketing, visit their website, Framework.com. So, and in fact, there will be a winner tonight, regardless of uh, the score. So, if there's no entries with the correct score and the first half score, the tiebreaker will be, well, it will go to anybody who has the correct score without the first goal score. And if nobody has that as well, whoever picked the correct team in uh, in winning will be a random draw amongst them. So there will be a winner tonight. So start tweeting us the score and the first goal score right now. At Tabs360 is the Twitter account to do that. So on the other side of the break, we're going to look ahead to tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to preview round one of uh, the Canadians' playoffs. And who do we want to be the Canadians' opponents? And we'll be reading your tweets and we'll be taking your phone calls at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. This is the Habs three sixty podcast featured on allhabs.net. Want the latest Habs news with game reviews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Hamilton Bulldogs more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got everything you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs360 podcast and Anthony from r2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. The contest will run during every Habs home game in the regular season and will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of r2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs360 podcast and follow Habs360 and Habs Happy on Twitter for more details. And for high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit r2canvas.com. Good luck. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Like we always said, we're going to try to finish as uh, in the best position in the standing. And um, but there's a fine line with, with we keep their energy and, and carry. Um, this is going to be his third game, I believe, in nine days, so it's not demanding as much as back-to-back, so uh, uh, we're going to have four days between the last game and then we're going to start the playoff. We take everything in consideration, and uh, and there's a purpose about playing to, uh, tomorrow in Toronto, so uh, that's a decision. Behind closed doors, he's, he's a funny guy. Um, you know, when it comes down to, to, to playing, uh, you know, he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, guys take it pretty serious. Uh, you know, he, he's a pretty vocal leader for us when we need him to be, and uh, uh, he, he's been everything for us. All right, welcome back. I'm Chris G. at Chris 1980 along with uh, Peter. And, well, we heard the coach's uh, decision and why he made the decision of starting Carey Price tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a game that starts at 7 o'clock. What about you, Peter? Are you uh, surprised? That uh, the coach is going with uh, with his number one goalie for tonight. 
Uh, yes and no. I think that uh, I, originally I my thought was not to play Carey Price and to end the season with Tokarski, but I think it is so important to win that uh, first place uh, spot in the division, especially uh, when that second round is going to come along. It guarantees you to have home ice advantage against... Uh, whoever the opponent would be. And uh, when you look at a team like Tampa Bay, who has been unbelievable this season at home with a great record. It's a 31-8-1 There you home. go. I mean, uh, they are a very tough to beat, team to beat at home. So if they were to uh, face Tampa Bay in the second round, I think that they prefer to have home ice advantage. And uh, I think for just for that, I think that I agree with the decision. Yeah, and it's for sure. I think that that's what the Canadians, uh, that's what the Canadians made that decision to go for first place because of Tampa Bay Lightning, where the coach keeps saying the mentality we're just taking one game at a time. But I think for this decision, they already looked ahead for round for round two matchup, and Canadians we know they've struggled with Tampa Bay the whole Lightning uh, with a, with the Tampa Bay Lightning for the entire season. So any advantage that they could take from them, they're going to do it. So they're going all out. They're not resting any of their players. It's the same lineup going in. Uh, just Tom Gilbert, who is out day to day with an upper body injury, and Craig Patterson is uh, in the lineup. At the same time, I'm just saying to myself, can't the Canadians beat the Toronto Maple Leafs with Dustin Tokarski? And, well, I think the, the coach has answered that question that he doesn't have much confidence left in his uh, in his goaltender and because the Leafs we, we know about them they've had a very bad season it's probably a season to forget for the Toronto Maple Leafs and we know how the season has gone for them lots of drama on the ice lots of drama off the ice and what a way to finish the season they have called up Colton Moore from the Toronto Marlies who's played only 14 games they're bringing him back to play one game and what they say will be to uh, thank him for his services. So let's be honest. What kind of services has Colton Orr provided to anybody in the NHL? He's played 476 games, 12 goals, 12 assists, and almost 1,200 penalty minutes. So you know what's that worth to me? I think they should... Call him out, roll out the carpet before the game, and give him a $100 gift card to Tim Hortons. <laughs> like, I think that's what he deserves, and nothing more than that. You don't need to play in a game like this. The Leafs didn't call him up to score a goal. They, he's the type of player to have success. He has to get those penalty minutes. He's the type of player that has to bug other players. And honestly, when a team like the Leafs have no chance of making it to the playoffs, in the last game against a team that that is fighting for it to go deep in the playoffs, I don't think it's a classy move by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they could have done something better to, uh, I don't know, honor Colton Moore. But I guess that's a whole different story. We won't talk about the Leafs anymore because I guess they're not worth the airtime that we have here on the half 360. So the Canadians have four possible first-round matchups. Could be either the Pittsburgh, the most probable matchups would be either the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Ottawa Senators, but they can also face the Detroit Red Wings or the Boston Bruins. The funny thing is, against the Penguins and the Senators, Canadians have a losing record against them. They're 1 and 2 against the Penguins this year, and they're 1 and 3 against the Ottawa Senators, but two out of the four games against the Ottawa Senators. Dustin Tokarski played in goal, so I'm not going to count those. So we'll say Canadians have a, a 500 record. Against the Detroit Red Wings and the Boston Bruins, Canadians are combined 8-0. and So they're undefeated against uh, those teams. But to face uh, those teams, Canadians will probably have to finish second. So that means not winning tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs and... I think that will be a bad way for the Canadians to finish the season if they lose the Toronto Maple Leafs after a season that they've uh, that they've had. So, Peter, if you look at these four teams, uh, which is 
the one or two teams that you think are maybe the most favorable when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens? I think as long as they could avoid Ottawa in the first round, any team uh, I think that Canadians can take in the first round. I'm Pittsburgh just confirmed that uh, Christopher Letang is done for the season and the playoffs, so they're pretty banged up uh, on the blue line, and uh, I think the Canadians can take Pittsburgh no problem. Boston is the same thing as well. I think the Canadians have their number. Uh, I think Detroit also as well, as we saw this week. I mean, Detroit could put up a good fight, but in the end, Canadians have the advantage and goal with uh, Carey Price, and uh, they could take on Detroit easily. The only team that really scares me is Ottawa. They have been on fire. They have been uh, playing some great hockey, and they have the Canadians' number, and I think that's just not a, a favorable matchup in the first round for the Canadians. But. But what what do you think? Uh, uh, I don't know. Like scares you, I guess, about the the Ottawa Senators. They have a hot goalie right now, Andrew Hammond, and they've been playing great since uh, since they fired the coach. But I just think that the Ottawa Senators have been playing hot for too long of a uh, of a time, and I think coming into the postseason that it's going to be an emotional letdown for them, and I don't think they'll be uh, as pumped up heading into Game One. It could go either way. I, they could either, like you say, they've been playing playoff hockey for the past uh, month and a half, pretty much, and uh, they might just have no more gas left in the tank, but they just don't seem to stop. And uh, I mean, as we're, as we're speaking right now, they just scored a third goal to take the 3-1 lead in, against the Flyers, and there's under eight minutes left in that game, so... Chris, I looked at the standings. If Ottawa wins, they're going to bump Detroit down to the wild card spot, and Ottawa's going to move to third place in the division. So there's a chance that Ottawa faces Tampa Bay in the first round as well, you know, or if Montreal falls in second, you know, uh, there's two ways they can meet Ottawa. And uh, for for me, I think that Ottawa's just too dangerous, and uh, they should, they're a must avoid in the first round. And uh, on Twitter, Giselle, uh, Jean-Dorin agrees with you. For her, if the Ottawa Senators is the team to avoid, the Detroit Red Wings are playing the Carolina Hurricanes uh, tonight. So technically, it should be an easy win for uh, for the Red Wings to secure them into the number three spot. And a team, if I have to choose one team that I think is the least favorable for the Montreal Canadiens, it's probably the Boston Bruins. I know that they've had a bad season, and I know the Canadians have beat them all four games this year, and I know that Peter Chiarelli came out yesterday and gave a speech like the team is out of the playoffs. But I think the Bruins, they're always going to step up when you face the Montreal Canadiens, and for once, the Boston Bruins will not be the favorites going into that series. And... It's it's something about the Boston Bruins that rivalry, and I think that the, the Bruins will be the most difficult team to face in um, in the first round. And in terms of the most favorable, I think I agree with you, Peter. That I think Pittsburgh Penguins are just there waiting to be taken. And I would say the Detroit Red Wings. If I had to choose two teams, those are the two teams that I think Canes would uh, have an easier time in advancing. But you see, Boston. I believe they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're facing Tampa Bay tonight in Tampa Bay. The odds are really against them. Tampa Bay is going to go all out. They really want to finish in first place. And as long as that first place is available for Tampa, they're going to go out and they're not going to let uh, Boston roll all over them. And uh, I think, you know, I don't even think Boston will make the playoffs. So you're right. Here's... What has to happen for the Bruins to clinch a playoff berth? So they have to defeat the Lightning. It doesn't matter if it's regulation or in uh, overtime. And either the the Senators or Penguins lose in regulation. So they can scratch out the Senators. I don't think that's happening. And if the Bruins beat the Lightning in regulation or overtime, they would qualify with uh, either a Senators regulation loss or a Penguins loss in any fashion. So And the Penguins are facing the Buffalo Sabres tonight, which is uh But you never know the Sabres have clinched thirtieth spot. So they might actually try to win this game uh, tonight just to finish on a high note 
that they're going to get a good draft pick and they finished off on uh, on a high note. So never say never. And we know Pittsburgh Penguins, they've the whole second half of the season they've struggled. So I don't see it impossible that they lose tonight against the uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, we have uh, one tweet that came in from our from Tony, and we know Tony. If you follow him on Twitter, he's a big fan of Terry and being sarcastic, and he he sends us. Can Terry win with Flynn, Mitchell, and Boyer? I think Mahotra, Gonchar, and Weaver would be would be better. So Peter Tony seems like he's preferring having more veteran presence instead of the the youngsters. Uh, what do you think? Do you think like the experience that Gonchar and Mahotra could bring would be beneficial to the Canadians in the playoffs? Uh, wow, that's an interesting question. Uh... Well, I definitely prefer Maholtra in the lineup, in the lineup than not in the lineup. I think that uh, the fact that he's uh, the best face-off guy on the team, I think, is a is a very big asset on this team. As for Gonchar, I'm I'm not sure. I think I prefer. You know, I don't, I don't think every game, maybe as an occasional, uh, I'm not sure about Gonchar really. I, 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 from what I've seen in the past, even when he was in his prime, he's never been a big uh, playoff performer. And I think in a seven-game series when uh, uh, the other teams can uh, focus on him and uh, they can take him off his game and, you know, the guy's like all 40 years old and uh, the speed is no longer uh, a factor in his game and I think that uh, opposing teams know that and uh, I don't think he'd be uh, he'd be that helpful for the Canadians. What about if like tonight where Tom Gilbert uh, is not playing would you be confident with a pairing of uh, Beaulieu and uh, Padron over having somebody like uh, maybe Gonchar placing one of those two defensemen. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd prefer Bollier Padron uh, as a duo. Yeah, and Padron has been playing great uh, since uh, he's been a physical presence. Uh, it's probably a topic we'll, we'll do in the, in the future episode. But I think Craig Padron has played himself uh, excellent, and he's becoming a, a cheaper version of uh, Alexi Emlin in the game that uh, that he brings. So thank you very much for the tweets, uh, Tony. And well, even though after the podcast is over, you can keep sending us your tweets at Habs360. We do love to interact with our listeners. Canadians playing their final game in uh, the regular in the regular season is tonight against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. The seven o'clock starts again. You can see coast to coast on uh, on the CBC. And well, it looks like the Ottawa Senators have won against the uh, the Flyers. Well, the game's not officially over yet. There's still a few minutes left, but uh, they're they're clearly headed for a victory. So that means, if our math is correct, that the Canadians will face either the Detroit Red Wings or the Ottawa Senators coming up in the first round. So based on your comments uh, before, Peter, you're probably cheering for a Canadians Red Wings matchup. Definitely, I think that that would be the best uh, situation. Yeah, and and I agree as uh, as well. So, well, let's take a minute here, Peter, and let's let's make our predictions for the series only for those two matchups, and let's go if it was the Canadians against Detroit Red Wings series. Um, I, I would go with the Canadians probably winning uh, five or six games in that uh, in that series against Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I put I put I put myself down for five, I think. Okay, so then just to be a different prediction, I'll say six for the Montreal Canadiens because no match patch ready maybe for game one, so they might lose one of those two games. And against the Ottawa Senators, I'll go Canadians in uh, seven. It's gonna go all the way down to the wire. Uh, I'm gonna go with two predictions here. I'm gonna say that with Pacioretty. Habs win the series without Pacioretty. Ottawa wins. Okay, was that with Pacioretty in game number one? 
I'm talking about with no Pacioretty in the entire series. Okay. If Pacioretty plays at least one game in this series, the Canadians will win. Short series or long series? Uh, it's going to go um, six or seven, for sure. And if no Pacioretty? If no Pacioretty, it's still going to go six or seven, but it's going to go in Ottawa's oh, favor. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Definitely next week here on the Half 360, we'll, we'll definitely cover whether it be one or two games into the series that Canadians play. should get underway Wednesdays from what we heard, but you know you need to check NHL.com starting on the Sunday afternoon to have the uh, official schedule. Peter G., thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure, Chris. Can't wait for the start of the playoffs. Coming up in a couple of days, I want to thank everybody for listening to Habs360. My name is Chris G at ChrisG1980. Next week, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be back and we'll be talking. One shot means playoff hockey, so enjoy the first couple of games and join us next week. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.